and welcome to the TGIF podcast. I'm your sick host, Ryan, and I'm here with another sick guy, Killer Greg, the Pharaoh Wizard. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking that to all the limits. I'm a sick dude because I rip sick rips and yep, yep, that's what I meant. Tricks. And yep. also, I can't, I've had a three-week virus and I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> and also, here the healthy megastar Mark. Hey, that's right. I am. I'm. I am fully healthy as long as I, you know, we don't test for any any blood work or anything like that. Oh, don't be careful. The flamingo (laughs) is back there somewhere, right? No, he's he's not. Oh, he's back. He's he's, he's there. He's He's spying on you. Yeah. That's a joke from like nine episodes ago, which is my favorite. Uh, All right. Last time on the TGI podcast, we talked about virginity. (laughs) It was a classic. A true classic. Which uh, gave you the gift, gave me the gift, gave us all the gift of the Vince McMahon sexual instructional video, which the maybe fun. is the hardest <laughs> I laughed on the show. The funniest thing we've ever done. Honestly, so good. Yeah. So I, good. I've said this all the time. Uh, I used to say it on our other podcast, but there's a, there's, there's a few jokes every now and then that makes me wish that I knew how to animate. <laughs> and Vince McMahon creating a tape on how to have good sex but then <laughs> derailing it because he's so full of himself yeah. is is just an a plus thing and i wish i could i wish i could animate it yep yep yeah sprinkled yep. in Go with nostalgia it. for his dad i think that's what really dad over the <laughs> that was the maybe the hardest i've laughed <laughs> listening back my editing when you said have i told you about my dad <laughs> might have been the funniest <laughs> thing i've ever heard I listen. I just rewound it like twenty five times in a row. Like I can't stop <laughs> listening to this. Oh, I have to finish editing this, but I can't. I can't get past. <laughs> have I told you about my dad? You can go find that on our YouTube page. Yes, it's pretty it's good. Excellent. It's pretty good. Uh, this time on the show, we're talking about side characters, B characters taking the spotlight, which gave us an opportunity to bring out the four episodes we've been wanting to watch. Yeah, but couldn't quite no. put together in other episodes so they're here it's gonna be interesting it's yeah it's gonna be interesting to see where so these all mostly fall a good batch of shows mostly good oh some weird stuff but mostly good one four maybe one stinker before we get in to all of that we unfortunately lost suzanne summers between the last recording and this recording suzanne summers passed away oh man I, did you not know this we recorded yeah did you forget yeah I, I did forget or more specifically i thought it was more recent to our last episode than this one it was closer to the last one but we haven't recorded since she passed away from cancer yeah so uh yeah we lost carol from uh step by step um an amazing character in step by step plus all the other things that she did which is insane the carol and frank dynamic has been the thing I have enjoyed the most comparing it to when I watched these as a kid. Mm. Um, because, I don't know, Frank and Carol were just Frank and Carol growing up. You know, I, basically you, 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 you see the kids and you associate with the kids because you are a 10-year-old kid. Right. Um, but as an adult, the Frank and Carol dynamic resonates so strongly with me. <laughs> and yeah. I never would have appreciated that when the show originally aired. So, like... I am thrilled that we have been revisiting it and I get to experience that dynamic now as an adult. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I, this episode did hit me a little bit 
different because of this, because of the Suzanne Summers news. Um, but I, I, it was nice because we actually got to see her do some physical comedy too in this episode, which is like one of the things I, I once again, kind of what Greg just said, I didn't appreciate when I watched it as a kid. But man, like we've seen a couple episodes where she is hysterically funny with doing like the physical comedy aspect of this. She's great. She does she does some great physical comedy on the show. Mm-hmm. Not as not as often as as some of the other characters, but when she does it, it's really funny. Yeah, right. Really, really funny. Um, an incredible career. Uh, Three's Company. Mm-hmm. She had there was an entire um, salary increase drama thing that she uh, she wanted to get paid more to be on Three's Company. Oh, really? She, she accomplished that. Yeah. Okay. All right. She refused to p- appear in the early seasons of the episodes because of her contract. So they tried to reduce her role, but then she was able to negotiate for more money after um, she sued the network. She she sued um, ABC after they tried to fire her from the program. So she's fighting for workers' rights. Yeah. Right. Fighting fighting for uh, workers' rights there. Plus all of her other like entrepreneurial things, which is insane. She had what did she have? Like Stairmaster. Yeah, it was a thigh ma- uh, yeah, thigh master or tons of steel or something like that. I think it was another steel. one. She didn't she have like a talk show too? Did she? I believe yeah. so. Daytime yeah. talk show, Suzanne Summers. Yeah. In nineteen ninety four. Um she co hosted Candid Camera on CBS. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. That, I mean that's a institution. When was that? The eighties, right? Ninety seven to ninety nine. Never okay. mind. Classic. Might have, been a re- than I thought. Might have been a reboot. Um, I think it was a reboot. Yeah, she was on Broadway. She had a one-woman show on Broadway. Cats with Suzanne Somers. Uh, what else? <laughs> Skimble Jacks. Just like all this stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. I'd watch that. <laughs> of course you would. Had a show on the Lifetime Network in twenty twelve about health and fitness. <laughs> she was on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. My God, she did yeah. a lot of stuff. Busy lady. Yeah. Yeah. She had so. had this for a while, too, not to bring this conversation down, but like it's amazing how well yeah. she was doing. I mean, it was like diagnosed in like either in 2001. So, I mean, pretty impressive that she was able to, you know, do as much right. as she did with it. Right, right, right. Amazing. So, yeah. uh, shout out to Suzanne Summers. Right. Uh, all right. You ready for these B characters? Yeah. I was born ready? ready for these B characters. All right. You're gonna I'm playing hurt, so you might need to help me here. Um let's start with Boy Meets World. Season six, episode nineteen, be true. Eric, Corey, and Sean all work together to help Feeny. Oh, Curtis, you know I'm allergic to bees. Oh, so you puff up for a little while. This is my Nobel Prize. <laughs> I don't think so, Curtis. Ow. I, I think this belongs to you. No, no. I'll return the sting as soon as it works its way out of my flesh. No, 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 don't, don't die, don't die. Uh, quick, where's the zoology department, huh? Oh, God. That's a dope, man. George, that's the most wonderful thing anybody's ever done for me. I wouldn't let anything harm you, Lila. 
I hope you feel the same way about me. <sighs> what took you so long, George? Now, I think in each one of these, we need to talk about why we love these specific characters. So, obviously, Feeny is beloved mm-hmm. in the Boy Meets World world. Just give me some stuff on Feeny that you like. Because he's always good. I feel like he's always good in every episode. Even if Boy Meets World is a, it's a late season shit episode, he's got some good stuff in there. Go ahead, Mark. Just like the the dry wit is, you know, I think that's the most obvious thing. But, you know, no matter what, he was also almost like he was with you as as a watcher of the show and understood the craziness that was going around and, and commented on it. And I always thought that was interesting. Like he recognized how stupid some of the crazy plots and crazy concepts were. And he kind of interjected himself as like, let's everyone come back to normal here. Let me. Let me let me bring let me ground everybody again. And I kind of always appreciate that about his like character development. Yeah. I um I really enjoy that he is both exasperated while still being sympathetic. And right. I think that's actually a dynamic that's kind of hard to get. Like yeah. there is always sort of this TV trope of like sort of this like sarcastic dickhead, which to an extent Feeney is. But at the end of the day, he genuinely cares about these people, and that always comes through. Um, and I appreciate that they're able to actually capture that dynamic because I understand that, and you guys do, as I'm sure, as parents, where it's exhausting all the time, but like you still find a way to get joy even out of the exhausting moments. And right. I feel like Feeney does that real good. Yeah, it's a great yeah. point. And they even mentioned in this episode, there's a line about how, um, you know, I never see students behave this way toward a teacher before. And I feel like that's one thing, even from the start, even from season one, you find out that the kids are really attached to Feeney as their educator and as their mentor, really, not not even just a teacher. So even if they don't recognize it at the time, I don't think they realize, you know, I think they did a great job of writing this in that first couple of seasons that they don't even realize how influential he is over them until they start, you know, breaking out the Feeneyisms of their own and the lessons they learn. So they did a good job with that. I always love when he like gets to really act too. That's one yeah, of my favorite right. things. Like when he does Shakespeare or whatever, like he gets to break into his actual like real training and yep. show that off because he's a great actor. Like he's in this goofball show as this neighbor teacher who's teaches the same class for twenty years, which is also bizarre. He's just always their teacher or principal, and he just follows them all the way through. But, um, yeah, I always appreciate when he gets to act or do something mm-hmm. crazy. And oh, we love when he did the Shakespeare. The and right. That was great. Yeah. Right. All right. So Feeney takes the spotlight in this episode. Eric and Feeney talk about the new Dean Bollinger and say that Feeney's got to make his move. So we've met this dean before i don't I, we haven't seen that episode but in the canon we already know D- feeney's got the hots for the dean right um he said you taught me uh eric says you taught me everything i never paid attention to which i thought was a funny line <laughs> he's just saying all this stuff to feeney and feeney's just like i'm embarrassed to that you're here at this point i just <laughs> i don't even know what to say um we see, so we're, we're getting the pep talk from the boys, but we're also getting the, the Dean side. So we're getting the girls and her talking about stuff. And she says, like, Feeney's too slow. He's got to pick up the pace if he wants wants to get with me. He's got to pick it up. 
Feeny every second you wait is another clogged artery. <laughs> and Feeny's like, I do have bad cholesterol. <laughs> like he, he takes it to heart. I just want to say, when you told us about this episode, I was a little nervous because it's late yeah. season Boy Meets World, which it is, is a, a little weird. Territory. Yeah. But, uh, okay, continue. <laughs> we're playing with fire. These jokes so far have worked. <laughs> okay. So far, so good. But we're playing with fire. Um, this weird Indiana Jones hunting guy shows up, Curtis, to ruin everything. Like most Curtises would ruin everything. Yeah. yeah. I've never met a Curtis me. I liked. Uh, he's an archaeologist, but also other stuff. An adventurer. <laughs> I think that's what he even says. Yes. I'm more of an adventurer than an archaeologist. He's got like a fishing vest on. There's a lot yeah. packed into this guy. Yeah. A lot of things. He's here to speak at the science seminar, but he also happens to be the ex-husband of the dean. Oh no! Mm. Oh god! Okay, crisis in Feeny Town. He's <laughs> right as he's gonna finally make his move. You find out this guy's an ex-husband, which you would think would mean easy. Sure. Yeah, they're already right. they're already broken up. She's not gonna. Something get back clearly to happened. Yeah. So you know, move in on that. Yeah. Right. You're good, but she seems to be still into Curtis. I mean, he is an adventurer. How, how do you say no to that? How do you say no to that? Uh, and then we get this Godfather scene, which I'm not sure. As I was watching it, I wasn't sure how you would all feel. But it's basically Eric goes to Sean and Corey and says, like, I need a favor. And they just do the entire scene as if it was Godfather. I feel like this... I feel like the way we do this show probably hurt us for this joke. Right. I am. I have to assume that the previous episode, there was some storyline where right. Corey and Sean got into some trouble and it was like, you're on super, super last secret. probation. Yeah, right, right. If you do anything wrong, I'm kicking you out. Uh, because as I'm watching this, I, this is one of those things that I actually did find pretty funny. Okay. Also, I thought it was pretty stupid. Right. And I think if I had some context, maybe I could have ignored the stupid part because to me, it just looked like they were doing a bit for no fucking reason. Right. And that's kind of my problem with late season boy meets world is they never know what to do with these characters. So they just make them do wacky stuff and they think that's comedy. Um. So, yeah, despite the fact that this joke actually kind of worked for me without the context of it around it, I didn't love it. It felt easy. It felt cheap. It yeah. felt like okay. some Zach Morris shit, honestly. But Zach Morris mm. shit is intentionally cheesy and stupid. <laughs> okay. I like the premise of what we're in here. And like, like Greg was saying, like maybe we, we needed to see the previous episodes, but I like the fact that they were forced to go like legit. That they, like right. no more wacky schemes. Like we really got to like stay on the straight and narrow, whether it be for, college or i almost got the impression that it was because like topanga told him like listen we're getting married because they're they're getting married right i mean at this right. point i think they've talked about that so it was almost like you gotta stop this crazy bullshit and so i like that premise that they're they promise that they're gonna say you know get out of these wacky shenanigans and then immediately get drawn back in like you know like the godfather 
They say, why do you come to us now at a big sale? And they just do the whole thing in, in Godfather accents. Uh, I come to you with my hat in my hand. What's in your hand? My hat. We get a lot of that kind of uh, mm-hmm. who's on first kind of a thing. Um, we're legitimate now. We're in the bake sale business. Who has a bake sale in college? I've never <laughs> seen anything like this. Also, we bad did. marketing. They were the only people in the hallway. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're, we did. Usually uh, there's more than one table. Yeah, we just did it in the quad one day for some group I was in. Mm. I just like that. And it was uh, in the middle we live of the up, like, Go ahead. We live in upstate New York. Like, sure. Every 20 year old is just high mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. A bake sale is oh, the yeah. fucking low key, most juiced way to get some cash in a pinch. Yeah, quick cash. Especially at a college. Like, yeah. God, I mean. I mean, that's, I guess, I guess it's smarter than I when thought. I smoked weed for the first time. It, we used to just go out to the cars in the parking lot, yeah. like in between yeah. classes. Right. Right. I'm, I'm well, thinking of throwing a pig sale right now. Now that we talk about <laughs> it. a couple of quick bucks. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back, guys. What do I got? Brownie mix and crab cakes. All right. There we go. Right, let's, let's roll. Jameis Winston would be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Corey says he's on probation, so I guess there is something there. Yeah. Sean says he learned a lot from traveling across the country, which seems to be like a a bit here. Like, I traveled across the country, so I know everything. Didn't we, when we we watched that Girl Meets World episode, wasn't that a thing with him, too? Like, he had traveled across the country writing something? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Wow, see? Well-written show. I like it. I like the continuity. Eric says, I'm ashamed to call you guys my brother and Sean. I like that. I kind of like that. (laughs) That worked for me. Uh, He eats a baked good, but he eats it with the paper on it still. It's like a defiant, like, fuck you, I'm not paying for this, and just eats a a wrapped up brownie. And then we get this B plot, which is real bad. Rachel and Jack. Oh, yeah. Rachel and Jack are finally together, which broke Eric's heart. And they just are constantly making out in the apartment. And she says, why do we never go out? And he's like, I don't know. Let's just keep making out. And she's like, I want to go dancing. He's like, I don't want to dance. I never want to dance. She's like, totally reasonable. That's, that's, what are we, why are we together then? All we do is make out in the apartment that we live in together. Uh, and we'll get back to that because this Indiana Jones ass motherfucker <laughs> shows back up and starts talking about gems. He's out there getting gems. Uh, Feeney talks about a bunch of boring stuff in the class. And Eric yells from the back, you're dying. And he's like, stop it. I'm teaching. What are you doing? Uh, and the godfathers are in the back and they agree. Corey and Sean agree to help because Feeney's dying. Dying on the vine here. Um, and then they decide they're going to go mess up. Mess up Curtis's workshop. He just showed up. Why does he have a whole workshop already? Yeah. It's a very decorated room. Like this guy moved in quick. He's got a lot Looks of like artifacts. He moved in on Feeney's woman. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> uh, Sean says, we're living on the edge, babe. To Corey and Corey says, I like it when you call me, babe. 
I like that. I would, I would like the show so much better if they were just gay for each other and Topanga yes. running around. Because <laughs> Topanga would be out and that would make it a lot easier. Yeah. Corey's life would be so much simpler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Because they seem to get along. They had their moments, but I feel like they would definitely break up at, at least five Only or six twice. times left yeah. the Topanga. Yeah. yeah. Once or twice. So they go in and they mess up uh, Curtis's workshop of artifacts and start breaking stuff. They find a brain? What is this guy doing? Right. He's got gems. He's got <laughs> artifacts. He's got a brain. Yep. In a jar. In like in a, a jar. Frankenstein jar. Yep. In a jar. So, of course, <laughs> the brain, they pull the brain out and then they break the jug and the brain falls apart and falls on the floor. And then we see Feeney teaching about Ant Man Quantumania. <laughs> he's talking about quantum physics and the quantum realm so you know maybe he invented the multiverse maybe he's part of the tva i don't know disney went uh, back and re-edited yeah. that <laughs> yeah they right. took it from boy meets world maybe that's where it came from um, excuse me mr feeney what do we do if a dr strange shows up <laughs> well that would be an incursion you, guys or will you did you stick around <laughs> Is there a spaghetti monster or not? Have you heard about the Marvels that's coming out? Yeah. Uh, November 10th, 2023. This is this show is weird. Yeah. Uh a CGI Loki shows up. Stick around the to the end, boys. Money for that. The old You're Loki. Right. Uh Feeney teaches another continues to teach class. Eric continues to make fun of him about dying on the vine and He's like, Eric, you're not even in the class. And then Eric gets up and says, listen up. This guy came in and got your booty on you. What does everybody think in the class? And everyone's like, yeah, of course. Feeney loves the Dean. We all know. And Feeney's like, all right, get out of here. This is my whole life is a mess until I figure this out. I can't do anything. Um. Then Eric tries to explain how bad it is to be in a love triangle to Feeney. He's like, you don't want to be in a love triangle. Like I was with Jack and Rachel. Rachel! I like how he just like, every time he says his name, he breaks out into that cry. Mm-hmm. And this goes on for several episodes after they uh, break up. Pretty good. He I just like yells out her name like that. Rachel, God! Which I thought was funny. Never fall for a uh, porn star, gents. Remember that. Yeah, don't do that. She's still in the business, right? Is She's still what doing she it. Did? What? She's in porn. Yeah. yeah. Who is? Rachel. Uh, Rachel from, this, from uh, Boy Meets World. I am one, huh. Greg. I watched yeah, hours to verify for science that she that was the, Ask same the fl- flamingo. He can right. he can tell you. Yeah. Right. Uh, don't worry. I'll look it up. <laughs> this isn't new information. I think we talked. What are you doing in there? I don't. Magic. Magic stuff. Feeney also did porn. Yeah. <laughs> right after uh, Feeney. Right after 1776. Yeah, really. <laughs> it was early. It was. It was a. It was a before moving swirl. They did porn. Yeah. Well, way to go, Rachel from <laughs> Boy Meets World. <laughs> I mean, still collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Still no, out there, dude. She's still in the business. Sure. Ben still Savage, what are you doing? So. Nothing. Yeah. He's not doing porn. Uh, all right. Corey breaks. Corey breaks a jar which has a bee in it, 
And then they the alarm goes off, and Feeney comes rushing in, and they lock him in the room with them. And they're like, this is our plan. And Feeney's like, what plan? Then we go back to Jack and Rachel. They're going to go dancing. But Jack has made himself taller because he's embarrassed about how short he is. So he wears Tom Cruise, like, lifts in his boots to get taller than her. I hear she's and also she's like, like a couple of months older than him. So that might well, that's be a, a real deal breaker. Yeah. That's a deal breaker. To the streets with you. <laughs> oh, no. She says, you're embarrassed of my height. And he's like, no, I'm em- I'm embarrassed for being too short. And I don't want you to be embarrassed when we do stuff. And she's like, I don't care. I don't even notice it. That's what she says. Then we cut back to Feeney in Curtis's room. He's broken everything. According to Corey and Sean, the Dean comes in and catches him. And they yell out, it was an act of love. And they're both like Dean and Feeney are both like, what the fuck is going on? What is this plan? And then Curtis comes in and says, where's my bee? I'm supposed to be rich. It's a killer bee. I can stop all killer bees in the world with this one bee. If it mates with other killer bees, they'll all become defective or whatever. And I'll be rich. Seems like a really weird plan. Mm-hmm. From this Indiana Jones dude, like, he's out there looking for gems. Find a gem and then cash in on that. What this, is this B plan? This community college has a lot of funding. What the hell is going on? Um. So wait a minute. Hold on. Say this plan is accurate. Did Corey and Sean just murder a whole shit ton of people who got killed by killer bees because their plan yeah. to get Feeny laid? I'm just saying. They uh, they they ruin yeah. the lives of several people. Yeah, we don't know that. <laughs> they could have ended killer bees. Yeah, like, Curtis is not a problem. Rich. People have. Yeah, it is. Apparently, it is enough to make you a millionaire. Killer bees, quicksand. Okay, these are all things you have to be worried about at all. Times. Especially in TGIF, you need yes, to be worried about these things. True, that's true. In their world, we've seen several of these. Yeah, yep. also something you know. Yep, they're on a different Earth. <laughs> Not 616. Not 616. <laughs> oh, I like this joke. <laughs> Counter Earth? Spider Man Earth. Yeah, yeah. Black Spider Man Earth. It's still Peter Parker. He's just black in this one. Right. And also, there's Killer Beasley. <laughs> That's his enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Yay. <laughs> uh, Corey, it's me, Loki. We gotta go back. <laughs> I might, I might die during this episode. I might legit die for the debut of the Marvels. <laughs> oh God, it's back! In theaters this Thursday. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, he says I could be rich. Um, somebody picks up a statue. I don't even know who it is. Somebody picks up the statue. And the dean goes, oh, look, it's the statue you gave me for our anniversary. Then why the fuck is it in this guy's locker? 
Well, doesn't oh, he have stop. a line? It's like one of like millions. Like yeah. it's, it's useless. Right. He lied to her and it's, said like, "Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Like very, okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why." Yeah. yeah. So it's not it's not special. So this guy's already we're seeing his faults. Right. Which this part I liked. I actually thought they did a pretty good job of revealing him to be just kind of like this, you know, pompous snake oil salesman type yeah. of thing. Right. You can see why they're divorced now because mm-hmm. he's just a mm-hmm. a dick. And then the bee lands on the Dean about to sting the Dean. And so Feeney grabs it and kills the bee crushes it to save the Dean in his hand, but he gets stung in the hand. Doesn't he? Yep. So is Feeney going to die? <laughs> it's a killer bee. Or is this the killer? killer bee. Is this the reverse killer bee? That's not going to yeah. kill you. Yeah. Is that why? Well, he gets stung, and he says, "Now we're the gonna dean. have to kill Feeny, like at the end of The Last of Us." Yeah, right. Feeny's Sorry, gonna have Feeny. sex with a bee in order oh, to get oh, rid of the killer right, bee. Well, that's a little better, I guess. Woo. And then he has to put on the Vince McMahon instructional video yeah. <laughs> to figure out how. Dad, <laughs> so you want to have sex with a bee? <laughs> this is where you start. Here's here's good choice. Put on your striped underwear. <laughs> Much better than those whorish wasps. Your thighs look good. You don't take them off. You put your thing through the hole. Here's some oil. It's your stinger, see? <laughs> you gotta pollinate. <laughs> yeah. This is not healthy. <laughs> this is not healthy. All right. This could go on for another 20 minutes. <laughs> the Vince McMahon sex, sex educational video, though, spans the multiverse. Yeah, every, about every bees. Got one. Yeah. yeah. Got a bees VHS. Right. Yeah. You ever wanted to have sex with a snake? Yeah. <laughs> this is volume 12 of the Vince McMahon instructional video series. Sex with snakes. 12 of 372. Get over here, Damien. Volume 1. I love it. <laughs> oh God! Well, Feeny saves the day, and uh, all the boys say, "Kiss her, Feeny." So he does, and then the guys say, "Ah, you know this is beautiful. Love is beautiful. But what's more beautiful is we got away with it." But they say that in front of everybody, so of course they both get busted and have to work off their. They're not. They're on probation, but they're not kicked out of school. They just have to work off their discretions by cleaning windows. And we see them in what looks like prison jumpsuits. Right. Cleaning windows going 754 more to go or something like that. Um, And then Eric, great line from Eric here. He talks to the Dean and Feeney. He goes, Dean, me and Feeney are pretty close. So like... If you're ever getting frisky, I need some kind of a sign to make sure I leave you alone. <laughs> like, put the sock on the door so that I don't bother you. <laughs> I thought was funny. Uh, and then we get a whole bunch of Jack and Rachel going out dancing and coming back. And different old women in the apartment complex going, she's too tall for you. That shit. Was... She's too tall for you. You're and then they go to their funny. apartment. And there's a lady stealing stuff out of their apartment. 
literally stealing a radio from the apartment, running out. And she go before she leaves, she goes, she's too tall for you. I'm not sure what's going on. It, Greg mentioned earlier, it's kind of, it, it is like late season zaniness yeah. of Boy Meets World. Right. We just need a way to end this. What do we do? We'll have this lady <laughs> steal a radio or a boom this box. This show could have ended in season two, and I think it would have been totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. BBC style. But then we would have been denied uh, Sean getting drunk. That was off one sip. Off one sip. That was a great episode. one sip of a wine cooler, and he was out yeah. of it. Addicted. Uh, all right. That was Boy Meets World. That was Feeney's episode. Starring mm-hmm. starring episode for Feeney. He had a couple other ones where he like teaching moments or whatever, but Feeney finding love, I feel like, is an important thing. Yeah. I don't remember him ending up with her, but maybe he did. I mean, it just seems like this is toward the end, so Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I think we're to believe yes. Okay. Okay. But this I don't is know. fine. This was it's not fine. Very good. Not the I best, but but I like seeing um, Feeny. I like seeing Feeny. I thought again, I actually thought the jokes were good, and this is a recurring issue I have with Boy Meets yeah. World. The show does make me laugh, and maybe it needs to be given credit for that. Um, but the show is also so stupid that oh, it yeah. does diminish my ability to enjoy the funny parts. Like in between each funny Eric quip is just so much dull bullshit. That I can't bear it. I almost felt that this, by the way, had some good. It was almost like an Eric episode too for our theme here, because Eric had some real, real funny jokes, and he was, yeah. I think, for the first like half of the show, right. he was kind of like the side character that got focused the most on. So, yeah, um, and I like Eric. I think real, real, real funny character. But yeah, I mean, this is this is late season Boy Meets World. Like it's either to me this was fine i thought the jokes were kept at a float i liked focusing on feeny i liked a little bit of attention on eric that stupid beef plot with rachel i didn't need to see that but yeah right okay moving on perfect stranger season five episode 22 eyewitness report the gang and mr gorpley go out for a camping outing but they wind up capturing an escaped killer. But when they're asked about who actually captured the guy, nobody can get their story straight. Balky's right. We're overreacting. I mean, this is a big forest. What are the chances of Mad Dog finding this cabin? Well, I'm going to lock the door just in case. All right, I'll start dinner. By the time the steaks are done, we'll all realize how silly we're being. Hey, I thought we all agreed steak was okay. The focus is on Gorpley. I've been, hey, Greg, you've been hyping this one up for a while. I know. Yeah. I know. I, just, I, I love it. One of the best side characters. He's really a side character, too. He's yeah. way outside. How long? We've talked about this before. How long was he actually on the show? 22 episodes? 28 wow, episodes? Not a lot. And considering the scheme of the, uh, how long the show ran, that's so such a small amount. Yeah, well, he wasn't in the first two seasons right. because right. they worked at the pawn shop, which we've we've almost never done any pawn shop episodes. It's now like I think about two it. Yeah. that we've done. Right. I think yeah. that's it. Right. Um, and then he kind of wasn't in the later seasons because they move out of the na- the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But and into that Playboy Mansion. Right. 
together <laughs> with their wives. Yeah. All four of them. Oh, I like um, that Thanksgiving episode. It's the one I associate most with that mansion. Yeah. Yes. One day right we'll outside watch the, the city of Chicago where there are babies, and then you won't think any positive thoughts about the mansion episodes anymore. Oh. <laughs> or the uh, episode with the real world ghosts. Ooh, I like that. I love that. Give me okay. ghosts. It's something else. Is JT in that episode? Yeah. Better be careful. Watch out. The ghosts don't stick around. Hide your wives. Open, there's JT. Hide your ghost wives. <laughs> it's coming in. Uh, okay, Gorpley as a character is every time he's on screen, he's my favorite. He's mm-hmm. so funny. He has some awesome moments where he just shows up for like one thing, and it's always funny. Like in the um, the episode with the bomb, right? Doesn't he come out and say like? He like confronts Balky about something and he's just like, whatever, Bartok would mm-hmm. like he he just leaves the bomb guy the bomb threat there and doesn't even realize what's going on because he's just so annoyed by the two guys. Like he, he just comes in and does these awesome little bits, but never as much as he does in this episode. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh man. So this is so good. Some of this is so good, and there's so much stuff going on it's almost impossible to recount everything that is happening in some of these because there's just couldn't like believe 12 packed. things happening at the same time this episode right. is packed and the whole premise of this episode necessitates that it, it be because you're going to get multiple stories about the same subject the same happening yeah. and i just couldn't believe that they got it all in 21 minutes and it it, it was seamless it was like breezy i just i was blown away by this and like ninety five percent of this episode is in one room, yeah. or one one shot. It's all right, right. in like one area. Like they don't, they just stay in this one spot, a couple of different camera angles, and it's just hysterical the way they reset it every time. All right, so the gang is going to go on this corporate camping trip where they can bring their wives and girlfriends. Apparently, um. Larry gets a cabin that's 10 miles away from everyone else. And Balky's like, why is it so far away from everyone? And Larry's like, I'm a genius. We're going to be playing some games. And Balky's <laughs> like, yeah, but the games are down there. And he's like, different kinds of games. And then they, Balky says, what are we talking about? After they cackle with each other. And he goes, I'll tell you later. Um. Balky says, uh, we get the Wayne Newton channel on the radio. Jennifer wants to get romantic. She picks up on this. She's ready to get romantic. But then as soon as that starts, Gorpley walks in and goes, the idiots at my other cabin threw me out. So I figured I'd come here. <laughs> he just shows up. I love And You'll see this in his part of the story, but his mental gymnastics <laughs> about like why he's as hated as he is. Very funny. As Balky is like flipping through the Wayne Newton channel, they come across a news bulletin that said there's a convicted killer that's escaped from prison and he was seen in the big piney forest, which is where they are. And then, and then, uh, Gorpley says, I'm gonna die. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. And I already paid this month's alimony. Shit. Because he's just the worst. He's just the worst guy. 
Uh, Larry says, don't worry. You're letting your fears get to you. And Balky starts telling a Meposian story. It says, stop me if you've heard it. And everyone yells, we've heard it. <laughs> they all agree to turn on Balky. And then Larry's like, well, let's just do dinner. And then he opens the window and the killer's in the window. Killer is Mad Dog Krause, who looks like he's just your typical 80s bad guy. Biker bad guy. Biker, yeah, right. goatee, mm-hmm. big, bald dude, bad guy. Um, Larry says, all right, girls, you should go hide in the closet. And Gorpley also runs away. And he's like, not you. He's like, but someone has to keep an eye on them. It's like, no. Uh, and then he's banging the door down. Krauss is banging the door down. And like, uh, maybe he'll get tired from killing us and the girls will be able to escape. <laughs> Great plan. <laughs> he breaks down the door and he has, he says, oh, this is going to be fun. And then it cuts to him in handcuffs being taken away by the cops. Right. So we don't see what happened. Uh, and the cop says, all right, can somebody tell me what happened? I need to take a statement. And then we get this eight minute, just platinum moment. I wish you could go longer. I wish there was more to this. <laughs> it could have been longer. Yeah. We get this incredible scene where Gorpley says, I'm going to go first. (laughs) And then he, his version of reality is just so fucking funny. Right. And the cop before this says like, don't pad your part. Like, just tell me, just tell me the facts. Give me everything. Right. Just the facts. So Gorpley goes and he has the first thing I noticed is his voice is different. Yeah. Like his normal, like swarmy Gorpley voice He's different. He sounds like Charles Bronson or like, yeah. like an action hero is like, don't worry. Like he's doing yeah, like, his deep... voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like added this new voice, which is fucking hysterical the whole time. He's got this dumb voice and different posture. Like the way he carries yeah. himself. He's so he's different. Like, from... He's so tall. Yes. yes. He's yeah, like right. on his toes, chest out. Everything chest is out, different. Yeah. Always posing. <laughs> like in yes. dramatic, you know, very strong. Like, right, yes. Right. Uh, he gets in an argument with Larry and Larry's like, oh, wait, you're going to try to get Jennifer to kiss you. And then the girls come in with enormous <laughs> fake boobs, like comically huge boobs, so which means that he had good. to detail that to the cop, which is even funnier <laughs> when you think about right. he, Jennifer, telling by this the way. story. Well, he's telling us are right there. Yes. And he's talking about how they come in with these massive boobs. But it's such a good payoff for uh, watching the show as well. Because yes. it doesn't matter that Jennifer or Marianne are there because Gorbley would absolutely do this with them yep. standing there. Right. Yes. Like there's just no question to it. It's so funny. Then he then he gets into Balky. He Balky comes in and just says, Look, cousin. A toaster, but he he's holding up the radio. So his version of Balky is so funny because he's just he thinks of Balky as this complete idiot, right? Like who's like every, mentally ill. Everyday things are like confusing to Balky, and he throws in all these different like 
you know, weird little Niposian <laughs> comments yes. and words that he just doesn't know how to use. It's just—it's so uh, funny. He holds up the radio and says, "Cousin, where do you put the bread?" <laughs> and then <laughs> Gorpley says, <laughs> "That's a radio, by the way." He's holding up. Gorpley says, "Sexy Gorpley says." I just killed a rattlesnake and made it my belt. <laughs> he said some ridiculous shit. Yeah. Does anyone want to eat? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Well, the girls then fight over him, and he's like, "Don't worry, there's more than enough corpse to go around." <laughs> Which, again, every time you think about, it, he's telling this story right. in front of everybody. Yeah. It's hysterical. Uh, then. Balky gets dumber because he just just says bingy bingy over and over again. <laughs> bingy bingy. That's all he says. I love how much of a coward too that Larry is in yes. Gorpley's story. Like everything yeah. scares Larry. Larry says the thing that Gorpley said in real life. My God, I'm gonna die. My God, I'm gonna yeah. die. And then he he makes Larry say in the story, and I've never been with a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Balky says, he's never bingy bingied. <laughs> I've never bingy bingied. He gets dumber and dumber. And then he says, he tries to tell me Posey's story, but it sounds even dumber. Right. And then the bad guy gets there. And, and Corpley says, for, for his sake, I hope there's two of them. And then he says, call me Sam instead of Gorpley. I've never known his first name until now. Yeah, right. Call me Sam. Jennifer and Marianne are, are all over him. The boys scream and run away, and he punches out Kraus with one punch. Mm -hmm. And he says this line, which is hilarious. He goes, there was a time when a name like Mad Dog actually meant something. As he puts his foot on his chest, and yep. the two girls kiss him. And then we flash back... <laughs> to the cop and his face <laughs> and just shaking his head like huh <laughs> okay it's, it's pure gold it could have gone on i probably missed at least a dozen things that happened we've been but doing this podcast for a while but this this eight minute span might be the funniest eight minutes i've ever seen in any episode it was it's so, so good good yep. yes i'm glad you all enjoyed it <laughs> It's a, it's hysterical. I don't know if pipe dreams or this is funnier. I I don't I can't I can't measure that. But this was so funny to watch. I think so pipe funny. dreams is probably a better episode. But I will yeah. concede this is a tremendous scene. Oh yeah, it's so good. Uh, Larry says, "Okay, well I'll give my account unbiased account," <laughs> and then it's his version is also screwed up. A lot of it is Balky being like a sad, lost puppy dog, right? That has to be led around. He at one point says, "Lead us, cousin, and we will follow." Yeah. Bad dog shows up in the window, and Larry calmly just shuts the blinds and <laughs> turns around and gives the plan, which is hysterical because we saw what actually happened. Yeah. Uh, wait, did I you think... see him? Oh, he must have a plan. That's why he's so calm. <laughs> My favorite part about Larry's recall is that Balky has significantly less of an accent. Yeah. Yes. 
because I have to imagine that Larry just understands him better than everyone else. <laughs> so he does sound more normal. Yep. Like he still had a, like a hint of it, but it sounded like he was just talking completely straight. That Bronson <laughs> Pinchot voice we yeah. hear every now and then. Right. Uh, which I adore. When he breaks the accent, yes, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think it's hilarious that in his version, he says that he has a plan, but we've seen yes. 25 episodes where he says he has a plan and everyone's like, oh, God, and they yeah. all groan. Right. And he always no. says it in the same way. I have yes. a plan. But right. in this one, it's just like, no, everybody, don't worry about this. I have a plan. And everyone's and like, oh, my God, they, like, thank God. He contextualizes everything yes. else. It's like, yeah. And they act like all of his plans are good. Right. Yeah. So funny. His plan is prepare for battle. And Gorfley starts freaking out, so he slaps him in the cross the face. Oh, this was great. Do you remember and the line he tells him? I forget. What does he, he say? He basically says, like, that's for Gorfley's story. <laughs> that, that's oh, yeah. Making, that's for that's your story. A coward in your story. Yes. He breaks the third, <laughs> the fourth wall there and slaps right. him. Uh, Gorfley gets slapped a lot in this episode after, yes. after his story. Um, they say, well, we're going to jump him. And then uh, he slaps Gorpley a bunch more across the face. And then Balky slap him. <laughs> and then the guy comes in. Kraus breaks down the door and Gorpley takes money out of his wallet and throws it at him and goes, <laughs> I give up and runs away. Before the girls even go to the closet, like he gives up, throws money and runs away. Um, so... Larry does karate after Mad Dog grabs Balky. I mean, he we says, saw the episode. I mean, let him go. I know karate. Oh, cousin, I don't know how much more I can endure. And the karate is hilarious. Yep. It's great. It's just over the top, stupid karate. Bruce Lee screaming. <laughs> and then it's weird uh, he, because when Urkel does it, it feels a little yes. culturally insensitive. Yes, but when but Larry does okay. it, it feels fine. I don't Why? know what the is. Right. I think I feel like Urkel says things in a Japanese accent while yeah, he does yeah, karate. I think that's it. Right. Whereas Larry yeah. just makes karate noises, which I think mm-hmm. are a real thing, regardless of where yeah. they come from. Right. Um, I also feel like you know, this is also Larry's story. So he's he's embellishing absolutely everything, which is why it's a, I think a little bit more acceptable for him to be making all these noises. Although we'll see in the next story, he does still make the noise. Yes. So he does this insane karate, and then does like a heart punch, yeah, five finger death punch That's on him. Exactly what it was, which is hilarious. And then uh, Balky's he lets go of Balky, and he's like, I don't think you did anything to him. I don't think he's hurt. But then he falls down like rick flair face plant style and then jennifer comes out and says oh larry take me <laughs> again <laughs> yeah she again is like it falls into his arm into his arms now and then we cut to the cop and he goes is there anyone who could just tell me a real story and not turn themselves into indiana jones please <laughs> which is great so balky gives the real version balky's story you see not the whole thing this time we see like they they cut it a little bit here yeah you see gorpley run out screaming and he says i have some me posing stories i could tell about this and everyone's like still like no don't tell any me posing stories and then larry still does the i know karate 
Yeah. But none of it works. He does ex- everything almost the same, just weaker. We still yells out everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Everything yeah, is like, is a but to no effect this time. Yeah. The guy just no sells it. He's just like, yeah. what? And then he starts choking Larry. And uh, Valky hits the guy over the head with a cookie jar. No effect. And he goes over and grabs a frying pan. And then hits him over the head with a frying pan. And then the guy falls down. Shades of baby dinosaur, not the mama. Right, exactly. <laughs> wow. Uh, he says, I think he's finished. And Larry says, I think I broke my hand. And then Jennifer comes out and says, Larry, take me home. <laughs> <laughs> And I can't remember. It's either in in Larry's story or this story. Like they exit the the closet and they both slap Gorpley. <laughs> they also slap Gorpley. Right, right. Yes, the girls slap Gorpley too. Uh, and then Larry's like, "Wow, I really believed what my story was. I can't believe I didn't wasn't telling the truth." And Balky's like, "Well, you are kind of a hero. If you didn't distract him, I couldn't have hit him over the head with that pot." Uh, and then everything's good. The girls still get all romantic, and then Balky says, "I know one thing we could do. We could bingy bingy." <laughs> and then they do the hokey pokey. And that's that, how it ends. That, it's a shame they ended on that. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a little bit of a they, rough ending. When all else fails with perfect strangers, just show the couch. Just show them on the couch, and we're fine. Yeah. Right. 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 But. Man, the the storytelling in that part, they just know how to end it. But mm-hmm. boy, it was fire there for a while. So fun. We've been trying to do this episode for a while, too. It's been months. So it was, I, it was, good, it, see it. It was a good hype job, Greg, because this was real funny. Good. Yep. I'm thrilled. And like it said, probably, it's... honestly, this probably would have made when I did my top five. But for some reason at that time, I feel like I was trying to give like a smattering of different episodes. And I think sure. this mm. hit too close to other episodes. Um, well, there wasn't there one camping one in there already. There was a camping mm-hmm. one. It was a two parter. Yeah. Um, yeah. They go to the woods a lot, actually. They do. There's they another one, one where they, they go, go on a canoeing trip. They go. Um, oh, really? They go mountain climbing. Very good episode. Hmm. This yeah. was great. Like just, yeah. just like the focus on Gore, please. Eight minutes are so good. When they walked in with those giant boobs, I had to like pause because I was laughing Hell. so hard. It was so, so out of it's so out of out of nowhere. Like, yeah. oh my god, what are we doing yeah. here? And the way they just like fawn over Gorpley and fight for him between each other is very funny. Everything he does is so funny. Mm-hmm. Every single thing he does. Well done by that actor. Oh my god. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. The guy who's in like random weird stuff. He's not like known at all, but he's awesome in this. Uh, okay, that's gonna be tough to top. It's gonna be tough to top. Can Full House top it? The surprise, <laughs> surprise number one that we had last time. Season six, episode fourteen. Now wait a minute. You know, you both are recovering from sickness. I'm just saying that's that's typically when Full House forms to the point. front. Yeah. That's COVID a good point. Are forming. 
It's birthday blues. DJ almost forgets Kimmy's 16th birthday and must somehow plan for a big party. Now I get it. This was a mercy party. You never planned anything. You forgot my birthday, didn't you? Kimmy, I... Thanks, everybody. At least you tried. It's nice to know you all care about me, even though my best friend doesn't. Gibbler is the main yes. focus of this episode. And uh, we really get to see her shine in this. Yeah, like actual sure. acting from Gibbler. Yeah, I, I texted you guys this, and I just want to let our listeners know. I said, like, it is a travesty how much better the the actress who plays Kimmy is at acting than anybody else in this show, other than, like, you know, Danny and and, and Jesse. Jesse. Um, she is so damn good in this. There's there's a specific scene that she's really good at. Um, and she just outshines everybody. For sure. Yeah. She outclassed everybody in this yeah, episode. Really. Um, in such a great way, too, because she's so weird. Yeah. And that's not like she is so out. This is a great episode. Not a great episode in like rankings way, but like in the B character really taking over. Yeah. It really is what Kimmy does in this. Like she takes the show over and like takes the spotlight away from everybody and gets to shine for real. Where it maybe like maybe Feeney, you know, he had other episodes where he was better, but mm-hmm. she really does it in this one. Um and I really didn't realize how good like Gibbler is good. Every time Gibbler does stuff, she's usually good on this show. She's one of the better ones. You don't realize how good of an actress she is. Yeah. All right. Let's dig in. Michelle is too sleepy to go to school. <laughs> so what do you do when that happens? The you send it. Just me. <laughs> you send it. You send it. Look, I mean, this is a new one. We haven't had babies in bed yet. We've had babies in boxes, babies in baths. Babies in baths. Babies on trains. Babies, babies on trains. Tra- oh, I like babies yeah. on trains. That one right. works for me. <laughs> that was the one that worked. I like trains. Well, I wasn't so, we so much get... about the babies. I just want to see trains on TV. I like trains. Okay, so we got babies in boxes in bed on jumping on Michelle. And she says, I need to get an alarm clock. This is oh, despicable. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> you all should be ashamed. This is an affront to comedy. <laughs> it's a war crime. <laughs> it goes back to it. No, yeah. we're beating a dead horse, and I get it. But, like, who's looking at that and saying, like, oh, yeah, this is a good show? <laughs> this whole, oh, yeah. This will hook them. Oh yeah. This uh, is the first were we all stupid? Yeah, right. This was a popular show, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yes, it was. The weird thing is usually the way babies and boxes works on the show is we get the babies and boxes in the first and like what feels like eight minutes, but it's really just a cold open. Yeah. And then most of the time the babies and boxes kind of go away. Yeah. Not this time. We no. go through the theme song and we're right back on Babies in Boxes. Mm-hmm. This was the first time we've ever seen the Babies in Boxes weaponized. Yes, that's true. That's, uh, that is a good point. 
Uh, they argue with Jesse about dogs versus cows for a while. And then Michelle comes in and says, nice cow. And then Jesse's like, all right, stop gaslighting me about cows and dogs. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I might write a song about this and move I'm to I'm going to let this 10-year-old dictate my life again. <laughs> Hold up. Yeah. And then this is hilarious. Oh Speaking of gaslighting, she says, he says, what are you up to? And she goes, well, you're way too busy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Fucking sociopath. You're too busy for me with your children. (laughs) Yeah. Your own kids. You're too busy for me. Like DJ's a a, a frazzled war veteran. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle's this sociopathic Patrick Bateman character. Yes. Good grief. (sighs) The manipulations going on in this house. This is also despicable. She says, this is terrible. this the is what fuck? she this is what she needs. I need help making a honeybee stick house. Jesus. There, she needs, there's no 12. fucking way Joey is employed. Yeah, Go right. harass your idiot uncle. Right. The one without a girlfriend probably... and without a job and without any kids. Yes. Go harass him about your popsicle sticks. He's a man child. He's probably eating a popsicle right now. That's what I was going to say. He's well, he's much better suited to handle this project than Jesse is. I promise you there is a popsicle house house amount worth of popsicles sitting right next to his bed right now. <laughs> oh, God. It hurts to laugh. Uh, I'm I, so gonna... sorry, Michelle, that I got married and had kids. You're right. right. Let Move me... out of yeah. the house. I was going to buy a house this weekend, but let me fuck around with your bullshit for a while. <laughs> I was going to live in Japan, but now I got to build right. this fucking Thanks house. To you, I've already given up that dream. <laughs> Might as well abandon my, my, my father responsibilities I was, here. I was going to go register for night school, but why don't we do this instead? <laughs> I can't put food on the table. Well, let's do this. <laughs> right. I haven't been to work in weeks. They keep calling me, but yeah, okay. Let's take some time. Tonight the we're going to do are that. Furious. The Rippers oh, are so mad. Sorry. They've been trying to practice for weeks. Oh, fuck a man right now. Me I can't go. Sorry. They still don't know that song I wrote for Rebecca real good. So let's we got to go back and work. We got to do it again. Song one of one. We only do Beach Boys songs and that. That I wrote. That's on That's a it. Beach Boys album. It is a Beach Boys song. Forever. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. We need a whole episode on just forever. That oh, man. That would be funny. Just all Full House Forever episodes. No. <laughs> we would no. officially break, break ourselves. <laughs> Crack the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> the three of us would be at the Marvels. Coming out <laughs> November 17th. November 17th. In theaters. Uh, tonight... <laughs> tonight we're going to build that stick house. Oh, God. Danny's excited because Vicky's going to be here any minute. So apparently uh, the age thing either has or hasn't happened yet. I don't know. Yeah. They're still together. That's not why they broke up. She no, was they break up for something right? else. She they... moves to like Chicago or something. Oh, right. yeah. She gets a big we job. saw that, didn't we? 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, the we watched the big. Episode. Yeah, we watched that. Yes, uh, Stephanie finally shows up, like almost at the end of this episode, and she's depressed because she doesn't have a life at ten years old. I have a real question here. Oh. I, go. <laughs> a Are real we question. Post to hate Stephanie. <laughs> like, like I, I know you think I'm joking that yeah. I'm being like sarcastic or whatever, but like. The way she's written, especially in this episode, I yeah. think they wrote her to be shitty, right? Yeah. She's very Eeyore so. in this episode. She's just like a Deb- Debbie Downer the yeah. whole time. Like, I keep, she, she's constantly harassing everyone. All she does is making sarcastic quips. And maybe this is just what middle kids do. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe. you know, the, they're not old enough to be important and they're not young enough to be important to their parents. So, like, maybe they just walk around all day making shitty quips at Aunt Becky. <laughs> nice dress, slut. <laughs> now, if that was the Stephanie character, that would have been real interesting. Who said that, Joey? <laughs> she seems like Joey's adversary in this episode, though. Yeah, like, right. She's yeah. like, I have no life. Look at you, Joey. Honestly, He's like, my, yes, I also my... have no date. My favorite Stephanie episode was the one where it was the um, the school play and she was acting like a, just a total bitch. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I thought that was like the best yes. written stuff for her. So. She was just trying to direct. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Gibbler. We finally see Gibbler. She walks in and she says, I love your tie to Danny. He goes, I better change it right now. That dynamic <laughs> is so good, good. And it's yeah. always good. Yep. That's great. Uh, DJ is getting ready for the big surprise. And Gibbler says, it's my birthday. I'm 16. Spill it. Uh, Vicky and Danny make out. And then Gibbler walks through and says, horn dogs, go get a room. And then Danny's like, we don't need a room. We're going on a, a romantic helicopter ride. And Gibbler <laughs> says, helicopter ride. The last time I did that, I barfed everywhere. Hope you got a barf bag. I like that Kimmy Gibbler's just going on helicopter rides. Yeah, right. She's got some good ones in this. Like, she she obviously a lot of information. Who the fuck did she do it with? Right. Her, her parents? Yeah. She She's another one who feels yeah. like her parents don't like her and always want to get rid of her. Yeah. Uh, Steve is taking DJ out for their six-month anniversary. It feels like six fucking years that these two have been together. I know. Right. Six-month anniversary. Stephanie actually heard gibbler talk about her birthday and says wait dj before you gibbler comes in and talks about her uh i can't believe it your anniversary is the same day as my 16th birthday that's crazy and then she's uh, dj's like oh my god yeah she finally realizes "Uh uh-oh i forgot to plan my best friend's birthday party because dj is a shit human that's why she's a bad friend yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, I think DJ is a shit human. She's just <laughs> these kids. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this the is uncles like the raised post, them? this is the is the poster child for uh non divorced, you know, two parent household. Yeah, right. Like, this is what happens when three dudes raise three ladies, I, I they all turn into point... giant self absorbed assholes. <laughs> We could pretty much say the whole like uncles and Danny raising these kids been a failure. 
I mean, yeah, listen, yeah. science I don't like any of these kids. Right. All, all raised horribly. We and the babies in boxes, who knows terrible. what they did? <laughs> DJ just burns villages. Yeah, we know <laughs> she's we know she kills she's prostitutes. Up. Like DJ right. never thinks about anyone else. Yeah. Stephanie is just a walking satire machine. Mm-hmm. And Michelle is manipulative and <laughs> self-absorbed. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> I really wanted some ice cream, but I guess you're a terrible dad. (laughs) And they always fall for it. I guess he'll just eat out of the garbage tonight with comments. She somehow convinces, like, everybody in the attic penthouse suite to move out and give her that area. (laughs) The babies in boxes have to move out. They all move in Michelle's room. I really could have succeeded at dancing if I had the entire upstairs to myself. Okay. <laughs> Good point, Michelle. Here's a hundred thousand dollars to renovate. <laughs> oh boy. I got a second job to afford it. <laughs> Gives up on the dream six days yeah, later. We'll, we'll build it for you. And then she seals one of them in the wall. <laughs> yeah, right. That's really what happened. Oh my god. Uh Gibbler says, I laughed at this. Gibbler says, uh, I'm so excited for my surprise party that you're planning. I gave up tickets to WrestleMania six. Yes. There you go. WrestleMania right. six. What that was, was that? Bad, Warrior Hogan. That was Warrior Hogan. That was a bad call. Kimmy. That that Toronto. Was, I think it was That's a good WrestleMania. Isn't it? Right. Right. That was arguably Hogan's best. Definitely the Warriors best match. Yeah. It might've been. Uh, yeah. Was that title for title? That was a big that WrestleMania. Was, that was. You well, blew was. it. Gibbler. Killer Greg. Remember that one Warrior Hogan match we watched? How oh, could boy. I forget it? There were so many oh. classic spots, like the log roll spot <laughs> and the log roll spot again. <laughs> if you Is like that the one rolling? And the, and the getting gassed on the way to the match. Yeah. Is that the it one? It was the one with the fire paper. The fire fire. In, in, that didn't catch on fire. Yeah, yep. couldn't get it on fire. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that's a classic. Um, Halloween Havoc 1998, I believe. If yes. uh, the yes. listeners yeah. at home want to check out, you want to go watch that. Oh Probably Actually, the worst pay per view of all time. What is the? Did we just pass the 25th anniversary of that? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, probably. Must have, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Wow. Uh, Gibbler says, I'm going to go get changed for this party. And DJ's like, oh, God, I blew it. I forgot about my best friend's birthday. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, stop. She's over there every day. Right, um, there's no way she hasn't mentioned this every single day. Stop thinking right. about Aladdin. Uh, they try to figure out what to do, and Stephanie's still there, and she's like, "Your problem, not mine." Leaves. You're a bad friend. Um, then DJ comes down and does a Michelle. And tells everybody with all of their plans that they need to stop doing whatever they're doing. Dates, popsicle houses, filling the entire backyard with concrete. Whatever you guys got planned. Crying with boxes, your riding on a train for nine hours. Weird, creepy Uncle Danny taking a bath with his fucking nephews. <laughs> you got to stop all this. Help me plan this fucking party. And everyone just says yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, except for Jesse, who said Jesse says 
Sounds like a you problem, not a me problem or something like that. But then he does help. Yeah, and then uh, fucking Michelle immediately gives him shit about it. Yeah, right. I guess it's not going to give with up on our, yeah. our popsicle house. <laughs> oh, man. Vicky wants to be their friend so badly. She's going to help. Uh, they find out there's no food. They practice doing a surprise, but it's Steve who walks in. There's like 23 people in this house. How is there no food? I, Steve ate it all, apparently. Um, we see Comet. Comet finally shows up. We've been yeah. doing how many Full House episodes? It's true. But no Comet, but we get Comet here. Um, Kimmy comes in and sees what they have done, which is basically get every decoration from every holiday ever mix it all up and put it out and none of it makes sense but it all makes sense for gibbler because gibbler's so (laughs) weird that it makes sense there would be all different decorations and a weird like weird food and all this stuff Mm -hmm. like it makes too much sense we could have probably just ordered wrestlemania 6 on pay-per-view and gotten a pizza and it would have been fine but yeah everybody could have went about their lives but no there's literally toilet paper streamed everywhere in the living room um and Gibbler says this line, which is, I thought was actually really funny for the show. She looks at Vicky and goes, you flew in just for this? <laughs> and Vicky has to lie and go, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> That's why I flew in oh, across so the country. I would have missed the birthday of one Miss Kimmy Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, says right. the wrong name. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how uh, funny this show is when it doesn't involve any of the kids. Yes. So. Uh, they give them all, they give Gibbler all these weird gifts that are like half used, including yeah. Becky's perfume. She's like, hey, wait, that's my favorite perfume. Will you too? So that was kind of fun. Uh, she also opens up Hockey's Greatest Fights, but it's a blockbuster video VHS that she has to return by Tuesday, which obviously is Joey's. Yep. Uh, she opens up Michelle's stick house, <laughs> which is this weird. <laughs> what the hell? Why is uh, the stick house in- included uh, in this? <laughs> Michelle's was okay with that. Uh, her, her story just peters out. It's just probably the house, probably the best thing we could have hoped for. Oh my god. Uh, she opens up flowers. There's a note on there that says, I'm crazy about your sugar lips. Sugar lips becomes a big thing. Danny's like, he just starts like spiraling. He's just like, sugar, <laughs> sugar lips. What, like, what the that's fuck? That's what gets him. <laughs> like sugar lips. The most like the most. Things. Yeah. <laughs> Why would that make him upset? I miss you, cock gobbler. Like that would have been Sugar lips. <laughs> oh man. I feel like that's what that note should have said. We could spend about 20 minutes on that. <laughs> have I told you about my dad? Vince yeah. <laughs> is here. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I got in Gimme Gibbler the 12 volume set. Yeah. yeah right. I'd have sex with a snake. Let me that's commentate WrestleMania 6 for you. 
Oh, that's right. Vince is busy. He, doesn't, he, he probably didn't have yeah. time to make, make one. He was, busy, he was busy that night. Uh, you call them sugar lips. <laughs> and then you just take off the bottom half. <laughs> Keep a shirt on in case you get cold. <laughs> right. Always wear your socks. Don't want you to catch a death. <laughs> Think about your health. You don't want to get sick like these fuckers. <laughs> and you just hit them with a steel chair. Quadruple bag it. That's what I've always said. Never be too careful. <laughs> That's how you end up with Shane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's so fucking stupid. <laughs> no, I'll make your popsicle house later. There's no way in fucking hell. Vince would cancel his plans to help one no. of his kids. No. Can you imagine? I'm sorry I have to at literally no age. Hang out with Pat Patterson. Yeah, right. Pat needs me. I'd love to help, but I don't want to. <laughs> I dislike you strongly. Right. Why are you I so can... weak? <laughs> I can anyway. take you in small doses. Real small. Jump off of the house. And the next week, we will wave as we pass each other. I got a meeting with Savio Vega. I'll be right back. Uh, Oh, my God. Uh, The cake is a hash brown potato cake. Which she seems in, she yeah. Kimmy seems to like. Right, that's part of the charm of this episode to me is that Kimmy kind of just goes along with it. It's yeah. she's just it's happy they care. Bad. right? Yeah, she's happy that they care about her. Right, and even like every one of these gifts is accidentally like kind of what she digs, and she's just happy to be the center of attention. Right, uh, and Steve blows it. Of course, Steve ruins everything. He says, "Who could have thrown this thing together in fifteen minutes?" Oh man, nice save. Not who says that? Is that Stephanie? Stephanie. It's either Stephanie or Joey who at this point have melded into one awful like entity to me. Yeah, right. You think Stephanie has puppets? Secretly, she's playing with the puppets at night. Mm. She has puppets of the other members of the household. (laughs) Yeah, berates before she goes to bed. (laughs) Little pins in each one. Yeah. She's doing some dark Stephanie shit. Voodoo Peer Priestess. She's doing some dark shit. <laughs> Little DJ doll, can I borrow your sweater? No? Well, into the toilet with you. <laughs> <laughs> she puts the Michelle doll in a popsicle house prison. <laughs> no, you don't get a phone call. You're going in solitary confinement. <laughs> I get everyone to myself. Oh, God. Oh, no. Joey's in the wall again. (laughs) Sadly, that one was real, though. Yeah, Yeah, right. right. (laughs) Seals him up. Brick by brick, Uncle Joey. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Gibbler says, (laughs) brick by brick. I like how all three of these kids now are murderers. I picture she gave him some sort of paralyzing agent where he's still awake but can't move. Yes. 
She's talking to him as she seals him up. Yeah. yeah. It's a quiet moment, like when Danny's old. And Mr. Woodchuck and I are going to have so much fun. <laughs> Say goodbye, Mr. Woodchuck. <laughs> we are exploring some strange multiverse. <laughs> Oh, I can't do this. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's what happened with the concrete. She just, she put Comet in there and sealed him underneath. Well, we don't see him that often. That's what happened. And Danny has just a closet of dogs. Just like a closet of fish. He has a, a closet full of comets. And he just brings another one out. Comet 9. Why did they go so fast? (laughs) 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 All right. Gibbler gets her big moment here where she says, this was a mercy party and you forgot my birthday. And uh, DJ says, why are you so jealous of Steve all the time? She what like turns it on. How? How did this? What a bizarre 180 this <laughs> took. It's your fault, DJ. She didn't say literally anything about Steve. Right. Even oh in this God. episode, we've seen about 25 seconds worth of Steve. It's just he barely is there. Yeah. Oh my God. And then Gibbler gets real mad. It's like, why would you think I'm jealous of Steve? You don't know me at all. And runs out. That's how I would respond to. What? Why? Why? But this, this, to her, this is the, the, the actress who plays Kimmy Gibbler. She fucking nails this part. She's yeah, real right. good. She's real good. Uh, Danny talks to, uh, DJ about it and it's like basically like you dick you might want to go fix this totally she's not my your, fault she's been your friend longer than Steve who raised you yeah, right. oh uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean right. there was a lot of Uncle Joey time right Yeah, right. it's his fault yeah. it's his fault where is he's he not actually way? where is he yeah what happened you're pounding in the walls lately <laughs> is there a squirrel in there you guys hear mumbling? <laughs> I thought I heard help the other night, but I couldn't yeah. couldn't make it out. Uh, Call JT. You... We got ghosts. <laughs> He's already there before they pick right. the phone up. <laughs> pans yeah. up a street He's right there. He gets out. <laughs> Wait, how'd you get here so fast? <laughs> Just kind of intuition. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the business cards out. I'm here about the ghost that needs to get fired. I mean, found. Finding. Found. Found. Busted. Found. Oh, they'll be busting. Oh, Boston makes me feel good. Uh, Danny. <laughs> Danny gives a great. I know the sugar lips thing is stupid, but he gives like a thing. And he's like, got to figure out this sugar lips thing. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> he gets mad. He's still mad about sugar lips. Uh. DJ goes to the backyard and finds Gibbler out there on the swing. And she's like, why didn't you go home? What a nasty person. Right. You why are you still here? <laughs> she says, I can't go home. 
my parents uh, think I'm here for a surprise party and you humiliated me and that would be humiliating if I went home and told her that my best friend doesn't give a fuck about me and made up my party. Um, and then they have a moment where she's she's like, I like Steve. Steve is my friend too. Yeah. I, I'm fine. I'm happy that you're happy. I just miss you as a friend. And like, what a very nice good moment to say. Can we right. Good moment. Uh, and she, she says, now you have this new best friend and I don't know where that leaves me. I'm just stuck here. You're forgetting about my 16th birthday. And DJ says, well, no one can take your place, Gibbler. And she's like, you mean it? And they make up and everything's fine for now. Because she, she continues to ignore Gibbler and just hangs out with Steve. I actually find like this message at the end to be, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like somewhat easy to relate to, like, you know, especially around that age where you start getting girlfriends or boyfriends, you know, like your relationship changes with your actual friends because you have to make time for your significant other. So I feel like that itself was a good moment and well acted between with, with Kemi, not with DJ, but right. um, it's just like this entire episode. I got so angry at DJ the entire time. For just right. blaming Kimmy for every problem that she has, even though she was the one who got fucking up. Just weird writing. Very weird. You know, it's actually funny because when we went, when we started talking about this, I think I liked this Full House episode a lot more than I do now after wow. we've talked about it. <laughs> like, Kimmy really saved it for me. And. Yeah. I like I thought this had some pretty good jokes as far as full house goes and all that stuff. There wasn't a lot of Michelle. Stephanie was in there, but there wasn't a lot of Stephanie. But now after talking about it, it's like I just I just hate these characters so goddamn much that even a halfway decent full house episode is still so shit that it makes me upset. Yeah. Yeah, there's bad in here. Gibbler's really good, but there's Gibbler's a lot of bad. really good. Oh yeah. She's really yeah. good in this. I mean we'll talk about it at the end, but like the whole theme of this, you know, these four episodes and what we're trying to accomplish really is her and Gorpley are the two where it, it focuses in oh, on and they sure. really kind of like, you know, right. Take the, take the ball and go and run with it. So it's, it's, she did a great job here. I had to like rewatch the scene where she was, where her and DJ had that initial fight. I'm like, God damn, this is fucking good. Like she's yeah. really talented. Yeah, for sure. All right. Last one is step-by-step. Season 2, episode 22, The Psychic. JT visits the psychic and becomes convinced a dark-haired woman is going to kill him. Karen episode. Yes. Where Karen takes a little, not as much of the spotlight. As no, thought, not but, as much as I was hoping. But yeah. Karen's in this one a lot. And also JT. Yes. Um, we like but JT feels more main character. I don't yes. know. Who do you, there's a lot of characters in step by step. Who do you consider like the A's and the B's? Frank, Carol, JT, and uh, Cody. Dana. 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 Al. Yeah. You say Al I think too? I yeah. think Al, Karen, Brendan. Wait, are you asking who I think are like the main characters or who I think are the best? 
main character. Like who the show oh. says are the main characters were versus yes. like who are the B characters. I honestly think like JT and Dana are probably the main characters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause like even Frank and Carol, their plot almost always feels like the B plot attached mm-hmm. to what's going on with the kids. Yep. A plot. Yeah. Karen is and definitely then, not in the A's. No, no way. No, she's not. Nope, definitely not. She's very supporting. Um, and she's supporting in this, but this is a fun episode, and she gets to do some fun but stuff. Th- what I will give give step-by-step credit for is that they do a great job of incorporating a lot of people. Right. Like, yeah. basically every episode, they just pair people off. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, this is a JT and Karen episode. This is a Al and so-and-so mark. episode yeah. right and mark, mark yeah yeah episode, right you've you know? seen that interaction before yeah um yeah and then they always find a way to like just give one or two lines like even brendan has a funny line in this i forget what it yeah. is um he has something to say he's he not in the mothballs no one listen yeah. but whatever yeah right yeah um this show does a great job of keeping everybody relevant where most shows eventually just shed off dead weight like they'll still mm-hmm. pop up every now and then Take Family Matters, for example. Like, at the beginning, it's a pretty ensemble show. And by the end, it's basically the Carl and Steve show. Yeah, right. They I even mean, kill off the one daughter. Right, yeah. yeah. They just write her completely off. And also, looking at Family Matters again, you know, Grandma seems like she's going to be a major role in the first season and then very quickly gets diminished as, as time goes on. Um, and I think one of the things we liked about Karen is every time, as Greg mentioned, where she gets a line or two, where the, the episode's not about her, but she's around, they were great lines, and she was very funny. So we were hoping to get a Karen-centric episode. And we've seen some. We've seen when, when she, you know, became a musician in, you know, in, in the Disney episode. Girls with guitars? Girls with guitars, right. There's a couple I liked more. her in the, the Cody one where, uh, you know, he was a detective. I thought she was good yes. in that one. Yes, yes. There's some other Karen ones where she's... There's one where she's a model. There's one where she tries out to be a singer um, at like a talent agency or something. There's a couple of other ones, but um, this one's very Halloween-y too. We just had Halloween, but this right. one's very Halloween-y. Um, we start on Frank making eggs, and he says to Cody, you want to join me for some eggs? And Cody says, no way. That thing came out of a chicken's butt okay and frank right, is like i i i so regret letting you live in the driveway <laughs> i don't know why i did that why did i do that uh he see frank walks into the bedroom and he sees carol stretching and he gets a oh, oh boy oh, oh boy look out oh look out <laughs> he's ready to rock yeah She's trying to talk, and he's just got a giant boner, ready to go. And she goes, "What are you doing? Our mat, our mattress is shot. We need a new mattress." And he's like, "I wonder why." Well, he says, "I guess the old Frankie's the problem." (laughs) (laughs) And she like whacks him on the shoulder. Is like, "Stop it! Just get us a new mattress." It's like, "All right." I feel like Uh, you should be justifiably proud of that (laughs) i'm just saying you know why not yeah jt and karen are fighting they come in they're fighting uh jt put a baby picture of karen in the school newspaper and he shows it to the parents 
And then I love this. They both just laugh at it. <laughs> they think it's funny. <laughs> like, uh, okay. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> and then Karen gets mad. She says, what are you going to do? You going to punish him or what? And he's, they're just looking at each other like, yeah, punishment. I don't know. I, don't know. I can you, say that as a, as a dad, Ev has done some things that when I hear about them later, I'll laugh about. It. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. that was pretty good. And, but I'm like, I got to punish you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. Can't High five. Now here's yeah. your punishment. Right. <laughs> good job. Don't do it again. Right. Or just don't make it public. That's that's the that's what I'm aiming for. Here. Yeah, that's top. That's that's the most yeah. important thing. Keep it quiet. Karen gets really mad, doesn't like the punishment, and then says to JT, who can't have the car for a day or whatever it is, "Yeah, I'm gonna get you for this," and storms out. And then the parents, <laughs> Frank and Carol, look at each other. Like, All right, both kids are miserable. I guess we did our jobs. <laughs> yep, I love that. Uh. Is this a quick scene here of Al versus Mark in arm wrestling? And she's like, like, all right, it's $4.99 to zero. Are you sure you still want to go? And he's like, let's go. And she gets him (laughs) again in one second. And JT's sitting there and he goes, I can't believe I can't drive. And I'm stuck here all weekend watching this shit. Uh Cody comes in and says, I'm really upset about the movie, the importance of being earnest, not having the character earnest in it. I false advertising. When's the last time you watched an earnest movie? Oh, that, that's a that's a snapshot of time right there. 1992? <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Did earnest scared stupid come out. That's the last that's one. The I only one I've ever seen. It was yeah. right. I watched on Halloween one night. I was in fourth grade. So however old I was, that was the last time. Whatever year that was. That one hasn't withstood the test of time. No. Like I can't imagine talking. the others have either. People aren't talking about Ernest anymore. Yeah. They are, but not in a positive way. Right. Like, yeah, that's true. look how racist this Ernest movie was. <laughs> start an Ernest podcast, people. Yep. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Don't start an Ernest uh, podcast, people. Yeah, don't do it. Nope. Uh Cody says he's going to his psychic. JT's like, psychic? What's wrong with you? They're all fakes. They're all phonies. And Cody's like, no, dude. Like, she totally knows everything about me. She said I'm going to make a lot of money and travel the world. And then he says, and that came true because I found a quarter from Canada. So I'm headed to Canada. This is a joke just so he could say Canadian. Mm-hmm. over and over and over again so he says i'm gonna bring in a madam sonia she's not only a psychic palm reader she also makes keys a side hustle she needs a hot side hustle um jt comes in and he goes i don't really i'm sorry but i don't really believe i'm just here with my friend and she's like yeah i get it that's why I got this side key business going. Uh, she reads the palm of Cody and says, you're going to have many great romances. And he's like, all right, all right. And then she touches JT's arm and just, like recoils and is like, oh, my God. 
something's going on with you. Your shoulder's very hot. Someone's very upset with you. It's a dark-haired woman, and something bad is going to happen to you. The woman wants revenge, and her name begins with a K. First, she'll treat you nice. Then there'll be a thunderstorm, and then she's going to kill you. And JT's like, whoa, that's a lot of information. Very specific for a psychic. Yeah, whoa, okay. Unsettle me a little bit. And then... They're like, okay, thanks. And they're going to leave. And then she goes, breaks the accent she's got going. Yeah, right. And he says, did you park in the lot? Do you need validation? There's like a bunch of parking validation jokes in here. And everyone, like, JT is like, what the fuck? Like, what happened to her accent? Frank gets a mattress from a yard sale. (laughs) That's always a good sign. (laughs) He says, it's the deal of the century. Carol, oh my god, it's got a vibration massage setting. So, like, just the idea that he got a mattress at a yard sale, it was super proud of it. So excited, very in line with Frank, yes, because it was a good deal. And then Carol's like, Well, they sold it at a yard sale, how good could it be? He's like, But it massages, it vibrates. She's like, I just want to sleep in it. Okay, well, I'll give anything a try, but why would they throw it out? And then Frank says, uh, the guy, whoever it was, he doesn't know technology like I know it. He still doesn't know how to reset his VCR clock. It just flashes 12, 12, 12 all the time and isn't even bother to put tape over it. <laughs> uh Cody explains, Cody comes in and explains how JT is going to be murdered <laughs> to Frank and Carol. And they're like, okay. And he's like, we've got to do something. And then Karen walks in. And one of the things was the killer is going to wear red. Karen walks in with red. And then JT says, Karen, do you spell your name with a C or a K? He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. And she gets mad. She's like, K, hey, JT. And Cody goes, see, she's going to kill you in less than four hours. Cody wants JT to be murdered, right? He's very into it. He's very excited about it. Yeah, he's just excited something's going on. Yes. Yeah. Just... He was bored. Yeah. Uh, Brandon comes in with a good line. He says, Hey, JT, heard you're dying. When you die, can I have your stereo? It's like, I mean, I'm not going to die. What are you doing? The acoustics in the basement probably are pretty good. Yeah, sure. you know, right? You need something to do down there. Karen walks in and Cody says, Enter death. And then she apologized to JT and says, Look, sorry, I got so mad. Sorry, I got you in trouble. And Cody's like, you got to sleep in the van tonight. You're going to be murdered. She's going to kill you. And JT's like, I'd rather not sleep in your van tonight. I'd rather face death than do that. I know what goes on in there. Yeah, good call. Uh, I've breached the multiverse. I've seen other versions of you. Congratulations, JT. You've entered the pants-free zone. Uh, Oh, God. We let it all hang out around here. Dude, Cody's van. <laughs> Cody's van. Cody's van. Uh, he says, 
JT says, Karen's not a murderer. She's like my stepsister. She's a nice person. She's weird, but she's not a murderer. And Cody says, it's all psychos are. They started as nice sisters and then they become murderers. Just look at Full House. Yeah, let's say all, all three, three of them were nice yeah. at one point. Uh, Karen brings a sandwich in to JT, which is very suspicious. Here, I made you a sandwich. Oh, okay, did you poop in it? <laughs> uh, Kevin Nash, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that again. Yeah. <laughs> what a quote. Uh, she has this ridiculous knife for what this sandwich would require and cody's like she's got a knife she's got a knife and then she pulls out an even bigger one and then the thunderstorm starts and then we cut to the new bed it's time to christen the new bed mom and dad didn't even wait till all the kids are in bed they're going for it jt knocks on the door and says please I want to sleep with you. Karen's going to kill me. Let me sleep in your bed tonight. And Frank gets up and says, JT, if you knock on this door or bother me again, I'll kill you myself. <laughs> Frank, Frank knows what he wants that night. And it's he, no interference from the kids. He wants nobody getting in the way. Yep. Uh, so he, he just shoes him away. And starts the massage. And Carol goes, there's something wrong with this bed. Like, right away, it's not working right. Frank goes, yeah, but it's kind of exciting. We should just go with it. And yeah. she goes, all right. <laughs> yeah, what a great line. We should just go with it. Yeah. Uh, it goes all over the place. It starts going crazy. Yeah, And then they decide... Uh, Carol's like, I need a minute. Like they, they, the physical, like it's bouncing them all around. And she's like, I need a minute. Why don't I just read for a while, and then uh, I'll calm down, and then we can, we can put on our Goran costumes again and go for it. <laughs> and so Frank agrees, and he's like, Well, we have a reading setting in the bed, so he hits the button so that it pushes you elevated. And then what happens is it just starts moving them both back and forth at full speed up and down up and down up and down and they're like i think you pushed the wrong button oh god it's alive <laughs> and then it bounces them it balances them all around and then they land next to each other and it stops for a minute and frank goes well as long as we're here do you yeah. want to <laughs> he's still going for it you gotta try you gotta yeah. shoot your shot while you can right right uh uh jt back to jt he's he's nervous about being murdered and cody says don't worry i'll be right here by your side but it won't do you any good you're doomed <laughs> uh then karen comes out with hot chocolate for jt which she definitely pooped in uh and says here have the cocoa He's like, don't drink that cocoa. Cody's like, don't drink that cocoa. She's going to kill you. And she says, drink the damn cocoa. Or I'll just yeah. have to cut you some cake. And pulls out the knife again. And then JT gets on the ground and starts begging and whining. Please don't murder me. I'm so sorry. I'm an idiot. But it's a rubber knife. And she, she's like, got you. Got you back. And JT's like, what are you talking about? She's like, 
recorded the whole thing and then she keeps rewinding it over and over again like please i beg you and then uh cody says i guess madam sonia was wrong i better rethink my trip to canadia ah boy come on (laughs) oh boy tacked on on this episode yeah carol reads palms in bed and then it's a new bed it's just a regular bed carol reads frank's palm and he goes it's just not the same doesn't move like the other one he still wants that bed he he still wants the vibrating bed he's still thrilled with the deal that he got with their track record they'll be needing a new bed in a couple weeks anyway so he can go back and get it he says it doesn't move at all she goes well we don't know that yet and she jumps his bones and that's how it ends wow step by step i wish we had more karen in the karen episode we didn't get enough karen yeah yeah we really didn't like i thought like when she said like eat the damn brownie or whatever that was at the end that was funny or drink the damn cocoa that was yeah, yeah good i thought that was funny but i wish there was just more of that i wish i want i wanted just like with every karen every time yeah. i see her i want to see a lot more of that character it was funny it was funny yeah. but uh yeah i it the fr- i like the frank and carol parts better than mm-hmm. than the the murder part but it was still good still not bad all right, it's time to rank these things. Are we ready? Okay. Hmm. Little, yeah. Little, uh, little tricky this time. Yeah. Are we? Smidge. Are it we? Really uh, just comes down to Full House and Boy Meets World. All right. All right. Number four. Number wow, this four. is actually pretty tough. I know. I'm, I'm, I definitely. So going into this, I definitely have Boy Meets World at the bottom, and then Full mm-hmm. House. Interesting. But like talking about it. I did laugh more at Boy Meets World than I initially thought I did. And I do hate Stephanie more than I initially thought I did. Mm. We had several babies in boxes. We had the Michelle. (laughs) Here's what I'm going with. Popsicle house. I've made a decision. Number four, Boy Meets World. Okay. And here's why. I'm letting the tiebreaker be that this was not a great Feeny episode. Mm -hmm. But it was... A great okay. Gibbler episode. Fair okay. enough. Okay. So, for reference, I hated this. <laughs> I hated this episode of Boy Meets World. Uh, despite the fact that I just like those actors making jokes, this was quite possibly one of the dumbest fucking episodes of television I have ever <laughs> seen. Wow. wow. It is the stupidest people on the planet acting like idiots around someone around multiple people who are supposed to be smart. <laughs> right. Right. A and dean and professor. Those d- smart people being dumb too. Mm-hmm. Falling down to their level. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think it convinced a me. Plot, pretty shit B plot. Like, yeah. oh my God, my girlfriend's real tall. That does not carry a lot That's of bad. Bad. Um, comedic water. That was bad. I think wow. he convinced me to flip it. I think I'm putting Boy Meets World four. I'm going to do the same thing. I have Boy I Meets World as, it. as last. I just that that B plot pisses me off so much. It was I've yeah. never seen such filler B plot. Even even Full House has more depth than their B plots in this. Yeah, yeah. Michelle right. collecting leaves is a better yes. plot than right. my girlfriend. That is a real B plot. That happened. Right. 
Learning how to play thing. golf with Michelle in the backyard. Also better. Also than a real thing. Yes. Also a real thing. All right. Uh, Boy Meets World 4. That means three is full house. Got to be, house, right? Yeah. And, and once. I, right, great. Yeah. Kimmy was wonderful. Absolutely. She legit pushed it over the edge. Yes. Okay. I don't know if there's anything else. To Which say. I feel like we all, like we, you know, we lo- we watched last, you know, episode of Full House that we saw was the one with uh, her. It was Steve and, and DJ staying over at the apartment, right? But there's like a mm. a three minute clip of her in bed trying to go through and try to talk to Danny. That even that was great, amazing. Like what yeah. she was doing, she's so funny. Right, right. When she's on the phone with Danny. Right, right. You're the dad. What do you mean? Where is she? <laughs> I, I would watch if, if there was an episode where just like Danny and Kimmy go on a road trip. I, I would love that episode. No, look and see if there's uh road trips. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Might be, that might be one. All right. Number two. Um, wow. You have to pause. Interesting. No, this is pretty obvious. I'm just letting Mark talk first for once. <laughs> step by step. <laughs> okay it's, yeah. it's step by step yeah, yeah. and like i said if, if there was more of karen in this i maybe it's more of a competition although i doubt it because the gorpley is the gorpley section was the funniest thing i think i've seen on this podcast um, Might be. but i love all these most of these step-by-step characters so we'll, we'll put them in well a safe number two this week great yeah. frank and carol i'm with you uh great great frank and carol yeah when they when karen shows them the photo and they bust out laughing yeah that was great and then realize that they're not supposed to be laughing that at the time the community timing on that is beautiful S-tier. yeah um jt super duper funny the little bit of karen we saw pretty funny i could have done without cody mm-hmm. um i thought the psychic was really funny okay so, yeah, I like to oh. validate the parking and that she also makes keys because yes. being a psychic yeah, isn't paying right. the bills. Funny little character there. Yeah, very, very, very strong. Number mm-hmm. two. Okay. Step by step. Number one is Perfect Strangers because you couldn't just ignore that gore play. No, my no. God. It, it was just perfect. It could have just been an eight-minute episode, and I would still have it number one because of that gore stuff. It was just I mean, so it good. did end flat. If you want to oh, nitpick yeah. it. I can forgive that. Yeah, right. There were no babies um, in boxes in this episode. Yeah, I, I think I think that Perfect Strangers episode is nearly perfect, except for literally the last four seconds. Yeah, right. Um, And uh, as I alluded to when we talked about it, I think this is like a – this is a – perfect stranger watchers episode mm-hmm. yeah like i think this is funny because you know these characters so well yeah um because just l- allowing yourself to recontextualize past episodes with the understanding of how all these characters see themselves mm-hmm. is a treasure yeah you uh, have to be awesome. You have to be really into the show to get the all these jokes, though. Right. Yeah. Like you can't. Right. You couldn't just dip in on this and and not totally understand everything. And I just I uh, that Balky talking in like Bronson <laughs> Pinchot talking with his regular yeah voice is yeah. such a right. it's such a little detail. 
that goes such a long way that none of these other shows have the capability of doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Gorpley changing his posture, right? Changing his voice, voice, right? Posing, all of that. Just yeah, they're actually acting. Yeah. Right. Right. He's like a different person. Frank. Frank is the only other character I genuinely see being able to pull this type of episode off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Good point. Although I like all those flashback episodes step by step. I like the, I thought the yeah, Wild West one was great. Yeah. yeah. Well, the gangster one was great. They but once again, though, it. it was great because Frank was like taking the, the right. lead on both of those, you know? Right. The bad guy in both of right. them. Right. And he was great as the bad guy. Okay. All right. So we unanimous f- top four. That doesn't happen often. No. This was pretty close to a slam dunk. Like one. we slam dunk it. We slam. But dunk again, it. I um, uh, this was a strong slate of shows. I think. Mm. Um. Besides Boy Meets World, I would say this is upper echelon of a lot of these shows. Mm-hmm. Like right. this is about as good as Full House gets. I only yes. mostly hated it. Right. Right. It's no tomato like country. It's no tomato country. No, we no, all no, understand no. that. Yeah. It was number one though. Last episode, we did have it high. That's true. It's yep. been number one twice now. Yeah, <laughs> which is we shit on this show for four times. years or whatever it's been. Three Perfect years. Strangers has like a ridiculously high winning percentage. Like I would love right. two out of love. like thirty-seven, baby. <laughs> I wish somebody would would categorize everything and like yeah. spreadsheets for us. That'd be hilarious. Uh. The winning percentage on Perfect Strangers is oh, so high. Number one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, next time on the show. Now, this is an interesting question. We have a lot yes. of stuff on the table. I think just for our, because of our illnesses, we're probably going to have to go with the holiday Christmas episode just because of the timing. So we're going to be on – we're all going to be at Thanksgiving for for extended period of time soon. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we come back, it's basically the Christmas season anyway. So sure. I think the I next episode, episode. Yep. has got to be the Christmas episode. Plenty episode. to choose from. Plenty to yeah. I think there's a lot out there still we haven't touched. Have we done a so. clueless Christmas episode? I don't think so. I need That's to go back over that good. list and make sure oh, yeah. we, didn't, we don't repeat. But I thought there was one that we did do that was around Christmas. Maybe I'm, maybe, I don't know. It was snowing in the one. Maybe it was a Christmas yeah. one. I'll look. I'll go yeah, back okay. and double check everything. So we don't double up, but yeah, I'd like um, to do ones, you know, like I said, maybe, maybe take a break from full house, but and find something else. We'll the problem see, is Mike. I know full house we'll has other Christmas episodes. We'll see. <laughs> so, we'll see. Yeah. I'll do my best. Uh, no, it's, it's, yeah. Our, our, uh, our good buddy, a fan of the show, Nicole Stoner yeah. sent in another request Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, it was a good one. Oh, Nicole yes. did a great job with the, the last death one. episode. She did. Yes. She did the death episode. This time she, she uh, pitched a great one, a topic we've talked about several times therapy in TGIF. Oh, therapy okay. episodes. Because we've talked about how weird the 90s yes. and TGIF have treated therapy in episodes before. Okay. And yeah. just jokes. Where people are like, therapy, you must be crazy. Right. That kind of stuff. It almost always inevitably has somebody on a couch, yeah. <laughs> like talking to right. a guy with a notepad. Yeah. Um, there has okay, to be like one where a therapist hypnotizes Steve Urkel. Right. She gave <laughs> she gave me a list. So uh, oh, 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 let's okay. hear it. Let's Mary hear it. gave me a list. 
so uh, I'm on board with Christmas, but I'm definitely on board with Nicole's idea after that. I think so too. Yeah, that's what right. I think. Hit me with this link because I want to hear it. All right, hold on. I gotta I gotta find it. Hold on. Patiently wait. Mark, dance to fill time. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. All right, here we go. Family matters, driving Carl crazy. Doctor doesn't or uh, Carl doesn't go to therapy per se. Uh, but doctor says you need to monitor your stress levels. Step by step, beyond therapy. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, coach counselor, full house, aftershocks, perfect strangers, stress test. Oh, man. I want them all. Five (laughs) episodes. Full house, aftershocks? I mean, that has to be. There's an earthquake, and they're all traumatized, right? (laughs) Right. So do you want to see that episode? Is this this like the Giants in the World Series? Yeah, right. Michelle Maybe. blames the earthquake on Jesse or something. It's because you got a job, Jesse. <laughs> That's why an earthquake happened. <laughs> You've been working on your motorcycle too much, and now the earth shakes all the time. <laughs> you 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 laughed and smiled. You left the house. Right. You left the house. <laughs> Stephanie's like, I can take care of that. Common like and I waited now. the whole time for you to return. <laughs> We did nothing else this entire time you were gone. <laughs> my God. Oh my God. I love it. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. definitely I think that, those. That's I probably think a great. January episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah the doldrums so of got, January around here. I'll need a good pick me up. We'll need some therapy. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll need some therapy. I might need to go to therapy before mm-hmm. that episode. Uh okay. That right. is next time that's we're doing good doing Christmas. We got to do some plugs before we get out of here. Uh, yeah, plug it. Mm-hmm. You can follow along with us on our other podcast, Pod and Long. Every Tuesday, it's been every Tuesday during the football season. Having a lot of fun on there. Yeah. yeah a lot of fun on there talking football. Greg, you're not, no longer on there. Yeah, I'm yep. sorry. You're no longer on there, but uh, but Drew is on there, buddy Drew. I'm going to talk football for a second since this is my platform. Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. Go for it. The Orton line. I texted that texted you this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm to me, oh. Kyle Orton. It, you're using him wrong. Okay. Wow. Like, yeah, Kyle Orton's kind of average, but the way I view Kyle Orton is, no one fucking wants him ever. <laughs> <laughs> because the real fact of the matter is, every team Kyle Orton has ever been on, they have dumped him for anybody else <laughs> he but has been me, dumped a lot yes the current kyle orton is taylor heineke that's yeah there you go okay the nobody line. wants taylor heineke even though he does nothing but play well mm-hmm. Interesting. It's like, oh sure oh. great job you took us to the playoffs good luck in seattle next year yeah. <laughs> but hey look your face is on this uh ticket right here check it yeah, out oh, we are oh season tickets anyway he won't, he won't be here i'm gonna clean out your locker by four <laughs> so, so, falcons yeah. right you're going to the falcons yeah you Wait, had ryan like Tannehill it. way too high on that list also by the way i forgot was he like 26 though he was really i think low. he was 29th <laughs> <laughs> my god oh my uh god. yes good job you know, also, I have been doing Greg's bets. I just have not been sending them to you because so I've funny. been in, like, a 
virus delirium for the last yeah. four oh, weeks. We, uh, no worries, dude. No worries. One week when it was like the third week in a row, I just put up a, your picture because yeah. I've been putting up the photo with all the games. I just put it up with Sad Boy. No one <laughs> versus question mark versus question mark question mark versus question mark. Like, oh, well, I, also I don't know. Had two like terrible like I I don't I don't have COVID, but I might as well. So I'm just gonna say COVID. I had two like terrible COVID bet weeks where I went like one for ten. And I just lost my oh. fucking mind. Like I took the Cardinals every week possible. <laughs> I took them when they played the Ravens. I did that one. I thought they were going to win that one. I took them last week. They were fourteen and a half point dogs. <laughs> they, you won that one though, didn't you? No. No. Oh, maybe, maybe I last did. Podcast, but they lost by seven. Them. They only lost by seven. Uh, yeah, so I felt more confident in than betting on the Raiders to beat the Giants last week. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, there is no chance the Raiders lose this one. I could have yeah. put a hundred thousand yeah. dollars on that yes. game if I wanted yep. to. I think that's what Mark said. <laughs> yeah, put all the money on. I had quite a lot of money on that one, so Christmas gifts are paid for. Oh, yeah. So you can go check that show out. I, you know, what's also amazing. I have a song on that show. There's a song yes, about me yeah, on that show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for context, the Cardinals were actually 12 and a half point dogs. Uh, they lost 27 to zero. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking the week before. I was thinking yeah. the week before when they almost beat the uh, Ravens. But <laughs> There you go. There you go. Pod and Longo, get it. Uh, is there another? Uh... No. Moving is there another on. plug? Goodbye, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>